ESP Media presents the Legonymous Podcast, the only podcast on planet Earth that focuses only on one thing, and that's the unwritten laws of everything. Join the debate on Instagram and Facebook, at Legonomist, L-E-G-A-N-O-M-I-S-T. Now here's Tony and Brett with some special guests. Welcome back in Episode 2, Legonomist. I'm Tony Pike, joined, as always, he's styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling down. He's got gators on underneath the table. He can't hold them down. It's Brett Renzenbrink, the real Legonomist, joining us. Week two, Brett, how you doing? Can I hit him with a two clip? <laughs> Woo! I'm ready to go, T. And by the way, before we get into our uh, our real esteemed guest, I want to give you a compliment. I was Ooh. thinking about this this week. This doesn't happen much. Tony, who I called Mo the esteemed professional last week. This guy's the true professional, in my opinion. And the reason why is this guy's the Ryan Seacrest of local radio. <laughs> He's on 11 shows a day. I am. And yet, he still is on zero commercials. This guy is selfless. Mo Agar is on every single commercial that I hear on ESPN, yep. but yet Tony provides all the content. He's a selfless hero, and even when Blue Chew themselves called, <laughs> when they offered, he was stiff, rigid, rigor mortis <laughs> in his denial of the hard cash that was to come. So I want to appreciate you. I want to give you some love. Hey, thank you. The true esteemed professional, who, by the way, is 1-0 on a true litigator, which maybe later on in the show could change a bit. So oh, I appreciate that. We'll now. see. I wanted, to, I wanted to put a bow on, on our last episode real quick. Last week we talked about the unwritten laws of sports, and we talked about who delusion. And in two weeks, as a Cincinnati fan base, we have come full circle on who delusion. Week one, a close, really feel-good loss against the Seattle Seahawks. Everyone thinks, hey, the Bengals are back. Week two, home opener, throttled by the San Francisco 49ers. No one seems to be who they looted anymore. Shotgunned. As though, as though Shotgun Shabo himself took all of my who they dreams yep. and shotgunned him down the back of his throat. Yes. Well, the good news is that with today's guest, I have a way that you can still go and enjoy Sunday games at is Paul that Brown right? Stadium. I do. There's a way. There is a way. Okay. Listening. We are joined today by Mitch Barnhill, head of marketing. Braxton Brewing, correct? Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Big things, big things going on at uh, at Braxton. Obviously, even before we get into the Bengals stuff, you guys are, if I get this right, Braxton and Vive are the official craft beer and seltzer of FC Cincinnati already. We are, yeah. And as of now, you guys are now the official hard seltzer of the Cincinnati Bengals. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome in. We're really, really proud of... uh, Joining up with the Bengals on uh, with Vive. Yeah, how do, how does something like that even happen? I mean, you think of NFL professional sports team, and you guys in the city of Cincinnati, you have now two of them. Yeah, you're doing a great job of roping together all just miserably pathetic teams <laughs> like FC and the Bengals right now. So prolific who at need partnering reasons, with terrible teams. Who need reasons to do what? Yeah. So how does that happen? How so, did you guys get together with the Bengals? From a marketing standpoint, I think Vive is just trying to sponsor every single uh, professional sports team around. Love it. Um, just, just starting with FC. No, so um, it, it just made sense. So there's already beer sponsors and and all different kinds of different brands, but this is a new category. This is something that's really been blowing up with uh, some of those natural brands like White Claw and Truly, but uh, Vive, we saw the opportunity. It launched in April, and um, we know how passionate Bengals fans are, at least at the beginning of the yes. season, when uh, they're still relevant. Hopefully they, they <laughs> pick up a win here soon, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we just saw that, that opportunity with the new brand, and we really wanted to to jump on board. Yeah, and just going back a second because I'm I'm uh for somebody who's a a, a seasoned litigator, mm. I'm up at night often focused on seltzer and alcohol. So I think a lot about the category, believe it or not. My I come from a CPG family. My wife uh, works for a CPG company, so I'm I'm fascinated by seltzer just generally. Okay? So Braxton sort of born locally here as more of a craft brew kind of that's the the local kind of Dude, flavor, you know, strong wheat beers, storm. You got the all day IPA. Like you guys kill all those brands. Out of nowhere, everybody. I go to a, a pool party. Everybody's drinking seltzer. There's no more light beer out there. It's all seltzer. 
What do you think happened? What happened to the marketplace? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So if you think about it, it really ties well with what Braxton brand is. So if you think about Braxton, you know, we started in Union, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, our chief product officer, master brewer, t- titles don't really matter. They change all the time. It's fine. He, uh, he started brewing when he was 16 years old. And so, you know, what, you know, I think there's a written law about when you're allowed to drink, but 16 is, is under that age. And so him and his dad were, were making beer. <laughs> Unwritten, un, un, under, underrated written laws. Yeah, yeah, don't drink exactly. when you're 16. <laughs> so he got that passion when he was really young. And his brother was in business in Indi- uh, Indiana University, was in uh, tech in Indianapolis, and they decided to make the jump and start this brewery. And their first beer that we made was Storm, right? Very approachable, something that everybody likes and drinks. And I think that really plays through our whole brand. And what we saw is the trend of healthier, better for you drinks. And that even in beer, so yeah. you, you see like a brewed IPA, a locale IPA, um, some of these wheat beers, they are moving towards a healthier for you right. style. And then we saw the need in hard seltzer. So we have the 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 talent with Evan to, to really dive into a category like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, let me talk. I want to have a little fun with you. So Braxton, as I like to call you guys, you guys are the are the thought leaders in hashtag Power yeah. Couples Cincinnati collaborations. Okay, graders, so evolutions of alcohol. Okay, mm-hmm. I got I got a couple for you. Okay, first thing I want to throw at you, vibe health. Right, we're talking about being light, healthy. I was thinking about this. Have you ever heard how celery? It actually has net negative calories. When you eat it, you actually lose calories. How about Vive Celery? It has net negative carbs and calories. When you drink it, you actually lose weight, get lean, get get drunk, and you feel better at the end of the day. Thoughts? Uh, if it comes with like a couple five-pound weights as well. So yes. as long, when you're eating it, you have yes. to be lifting too. Be great at the gym. Get drunk. <laughs> yes. you know, people be uh, that little weird water sports bottle. They'd be taking puke off of uh, off of plates and stuff like that, trying to clean it up. It's like a pregame while you're working out. Hundred percent. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. But I got a couple. I got. Well, go ahead. Well, the the problem becomes like up until like a year ago, I was about as basic like Bud Light. Mick Ultra as they come, and I thought I would just never get away from drinking water at a bar. And all of a sudden, we throw Graders collaborations in there. And now we're throwing Blood Orange, and we had the, the argument in our first show. I mean, I, I had drank White Claw. I had drank this other stuff, and it just wasn't appealing to me. I can drink Blood Orange, yeah, I can't. as we are right now. I can't wait. To I can see, drink blood orange. I can't wait until Vive Blood Orange becomes popular enough. We're at a place like Augie's. They actually are just <laughs> buying it instead of seventy-five cent Bud Lights. I, well, I have Mitch though. I do want to ask you. So again, for a guy who's a lawyer, I talk. I think a lot about marketing. You guys are all about um, collaborations. You do a great job locally. Graders. That's the one everybody knows. Yes. We're talking about the the black cherry uh, beer that they do, which is phenomenal. I got a couple more for you. So I'm going to throw three proposed uh, power couples at you that yep. I want you to react to. And just tell me out of the three you think the one that would work best. Number one, <laughs> what I call the Weta Geta, which is a Gleer's flavored brewski. Okay? Mm. Think about that one. Okay. Mm. Number two, the Liquid Grippo, which is a little bit salty, but has it encourages you to continue to drink delicious. And, of course, goes great with Grippos. Number three, the Skyline, instead of IPA, the th- or, I'm sorry, the three-way, the 3PA, which contains Skyline's three secret uh, ingredients, which everybody knows, beef, cinnamon, and crack cocaine. So of those three, which do you think would be the biggest seller? Or is there something else we don't know about coming around the bend? You know, while I can't condone crack cocaine in a, See, in a Also beverage, a written law. Well done. Written as Red well. Yeah, Disclaimer. Sorry. I know this is unwritten. Uh, that's what this podcast is about. I do love Grippos. Ooh. Oh, I'm so I'm I'm not even I'm from Indianapolis, but okay. So this was a revelation for me. If if I'm going to take a vote, I hope it's Grippos. I hope there's some chip still Ooh. in the drink too. Ooh, just like a packy little chip. crunch. Yeah, like a packy a surprise. chip. Surprise! No, 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 you don't want packy chips in the drink. <laughs> we could talk about that later. Um, well, what? So what's? You what know, about wh- the skyline? What about the three PA with no cocaine? Ooh, can we look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm we, a big Skyline guy. Can we remove the cocaine and just focus on beef and, and cinnamon? Yeah. I think chocolate's There's in a there, hint too. a hint of chocolate. hint of chocolate. 
chocolate and beer go really well together. See? I think we're onto something. Okay. Um, l- well, let me get back with the team on that. On, a, a, on an honest question, when you when you go into something like the Graders collaboration, or you talk about Blood Orange, is that something that just kind of hatches with your creative team, and then, or is that something where maybe a Graders approaches you first, or you guys approach a Graders, and then kind of get to to work on the next level? Yeah. No. It's, uh, thinking about unwritten laws, right? Thinking about those things that you have to think about when you go into a sponsorship like this. Yeah. Um, taking graders, for example, it's all about having brands that align. So it's finding another companies um, that really, really, from a mission, vision, like mm-hmm. what you're taking out to the to the to the market. It all has to align. So graders, taking that example, both graders and Braxton are family businesses, yep. right? Uh, family run. They are really, really rooted in Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. They put out really great product. Yeah. So it just kind of made sense. We, we knew the family. We knew the people that worked there, and um, we love their ice cream. It, it, that helps yeah. a lot. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the— um, Might expand a little roses at some point. <laughs> Ooh, do you, ha- do you have one? I don't have one. Maybe, maybe, maybe like, like a— roses, I need to write down all these. Thinking of, you know, are just, you saying that my, create, my creative skills are lacking? Yeah. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, you just stopped at three. Well, maybe we should do like a Rondo. <sighs> okay, somebody out there in Legonymous land, help me out here. So if we were going to create four Braxton uh, additional combos, somebody help me out. Make one for Montgomery Inn, yep. some sort of barbecue rib. That's, I know, obvious barbecue rib yeah, type well of situation. Said, well yeah, said. Very, maybe, maybe Saratoga, a Saratoga sipper, if oh, you will. There you wow. go. There you go. How about that? We're Saratoga back. Alliteration. <laughs> we made it all the way back, <laughs> finally. That's what happens when you don't prep for Montgomery. And thanks, Tony. Uh, and then also La Rosa's. Um, maybe a calzone. Mm. Maybe uh, some type of breadstick situation yeah. filtered into a can. I like it. Love it. So why don't we talk a little bit about the new um, Braxton and Vive, obviously both um, taking over some market share and, and really doing a great job regionally. Also growing brick and mortar. You guys have the new rooftop. How's that going? Heard, I heard incredible things, by the way. Everybody that I talked to got to get out to Braxton Rooftop. That place is incredible. It's going really great. We, we um, at, at Braxton, one of the things we pride ourselves on is you know creating unique experiences. So if you think about our, our HQ tap room, our main tap room is – a brewery, a brewery experience yep. that you'd expect. Then we have labs, innovation beers, like you think S'mores, Samoa, Imperial Stout, which is coming out. Um, so it's something Brilliant. like trying all these new flavors with the Barrel House, which opens on September 27th. That's all about bourbon, right? We, we know the heritage of bourbon in Kentucky. We want to provide an experience that is unlike anything else you have. We're, we're going to have a private barrel program. It's one of the first in the nation where you can actually work with our brewers pick the beer you want, pick the adjuncts, put it into a barrel, and then bottle it and have your own barrel-aged product. It's like a bourbon pick. Exactly. It's, it's a lot. It's a Braxton bourbon pick. With beer. Yeah, yeah. with beer. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, it's it's for us, it's all about continuing to provide unique, just uh, once, one in, once in a lifetime, you know, one-of-a-kind experiences for, for people that love Braxton but want something that's new and, and different. This is how I know that Mitch is a good marketing guy because yep. usually when I think about beer, I just think about like getting drunk. I feel like I'm on a on a on a magic carpet ride through the through a cultural landscape when mm. I listen to him talk about the alcoholic Aladdin. the experience like the, the, the Aladdin of of alcoholics, um, where I'm going to be on this experiential ride. But it's true. I mean, I think Braxton has has done a great job of capturing, um, and there's other there's other local folks here too that have done a good job. But I think Braxton, especially in Northern Kentucky, for me. Is kind of the premier sort of dominant um, craft player, and it's, craft is almost a bad word, right? I mean, like craft it means it's kind of niche. I think that what Braxton has done is captured um, two two different divergent marketplaces: one craft brews, which are kind of divergent in one spectrum from from like the Bud Lights of the world, and then Vive, which is on the other end of the spectrum. I do want to talk a little bit about. We're going to get to this later on the show, and Tony doesn't really know what's ha- going to happen here at the end. I don't. But I want to build. I want to start to build what we call foundation here. I want to sort of prime the jury a bit about whether or not it is appropriate, and 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 I want to give permission to all of those legonomists out there to actually crack and have a Vive Hootay Juice Game Day Hootay Blood Orange Vive. Well, the thing is, too, two it's, Sundays. It's it's not just 
the the blood orange, right? You guys have have marketed this as a variety kind of tailgate pack, correct? Exactly. So, what so we go did, ahead. Give permission to our listeners that they are allowed to have this stuff on a Sunday, any time of the day, watching football. Go ahead. So, so a little background. We what we ended up doing is when we announced the sponsorship with the Bengals, we decided, you know what? Let's not just stick with our core variety. We, what we need is a tailgate pack, something that will last you into the fall. Um, so we picked these four mm. flavors very specifically. Um, it helps that Blood Orange also has uh, the great can. I think that helps yes. make it Absolutely. Makes it taste Which I'm sure you better. guys had to go through the ba- – I mean, you guys – I'm looking at the oh, yeah. variety pack. Now you have the Cincinnati Bengals logo on it. So I'm sure there was a lot of hoops to jump through there are with the NFL and things like that. The, the NFL has some strict policies, but, you know, that they still allow us to do some really, yes. really cool things. Um, awesome. But the good thing is Blood Orange with the awesome can is sold at the stadium uh, along with Mango. It, it's something that's going to – uh, keep you drinking the whole time. It's five percent. It's going to be more than your your. your I'm listening. Your other hope beers. Mo Eggers listening too. By the way, uh, but but the big thing is, I don't want to. At the end of the game, I want to be there all the way through. An unwritten rule for me, unwritten law is, I need to be to to the end of the game. Mm. I don't care if we win or lose. I paid for the tickets. I want to be there. This is tough. I'm listening to a fan. And at the same time, you know, at the same time, I want to keep drinking the whole time. I work for a brewery. I, I'm a beer guy at heart, but. I'm so glad you weren't here last episode. <laughs> Finally, somebody I would have lost with true lawyer skills. <laughs> but uh, but uh, a hard seltzer is there to to get me through to the end, and uh, it it just helps that it's the Hooday hard seltzer. I like it. And you well, got we peach, black raspberry, cher- and cherry, and cherry, along with the blood orange, all in the variety pack. Exactly. Yep. So so very briefly in thirty seconds, what's next? I mean, what's the what's the next evolution of Braxton Revive? What 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 should we be looking out for? What are we gonna be talking about in two years when it comes to Braxton? <laughs> That's a great question. I would say uh, expanding in in F and B, looking to keep growing Vive and bringing it to new people because um, while as big a fans of of the Bengals, you know, as we are and the people in this city. Mm-hmm. When, when we serve it in Nashville, it's not so much the case, right? So uh, it, it's about, you know, connecting with those brands that, that uh, connect with people that align with our brand, like Graders, like uh, like yep. the Bengals. So yep. that's well, what I, to keep looking for. So I basically know, just trying to take over the world. That's, that's right. Slowly well, but surely. That's what, I, that's what I heard out of that. <laughs> I know at least, uh, and I'm going to kick it over to Tony here to wrap us up, but I know of at least... I'm going to tease a little bit here. Okay, the Logonomous is getting better at radio. I'm going to tease that there's at least one person outside of the greater Cincinnati area who has been introduced and has fallen in love and may set a world record with Vive coming up in the next segment you you've or been, two. you've been listening to some of my other radio haven't you i you're, you're, now you're dropping teasers i have studied many professionals none of which are tony pike <laughs> anyone I'm listening to this Mo podcast Eger. right now is excited to come back now for segment two can't wait i'm ready see there we go so vive the variety pack is available at uh, any local retailers near you wherever you find braxton you can find uh love vive it. love it whether you're going to the game whether you're tailgating for the game or whether you don't go to the game and just want to tailgate at your house. Yep. That's what I'm And for. we're going to hear more. We're going to have to revisit the discussion about potentially having a Vive Hude Blood Orange exception to Mo mm. Aggers, the, the honorable Mo Aggers, uh, last week's verdict coming up here soon, too. So look well, out so, for that. So just, just how the podcast will go, our format, uh, coming back from break, we're going to have uh, member for the USA drinking team, the official, the official USA drinking USA team. drinking team for segment two. Segment three, we're going to get into our true unwritten laws of drinking that we yep. wanted to dive into, legal or illegal. And then segment four, we'll we'll work into a uh, a trial situation where I'm sure I will come out on top again. Where we will even up the score and go one to one for all of those real lawyers mm. that are listening out there. We shall see. All that and more coming back right after this break on the Legonomous podcast. With Tony Pike and Brett Rensenbrink. Make life move with Vive Hard Seltzer, the first locally crafted spike sparkling water with just 100 calories, 2 grams of carbs, and 2 grams of sugar. Crafted locally by Braxton Brewing Company, Vive Hard Seltzer is a fresh perspective on your anytime sipping. Now available at your local retailers. Please drink responsibly. Are you looking to produce your own podcast? ESP Media has state-of-the-art audio and video production studios available for you. Our studio rental rates are the most competitive in town. Contact us today at sales at ESPMediaSN.com or 
513-655-4966. That's 513-655-4966. It's your podcast. We just produce it. Welcome back to the Legonomist segment number two. Great first segment with Braxton and Vive. Segment two, we're turning to USA. We're all about freedom. We're all about this great country that we live in. Who better to represent our country than the official USA drinking team and an integral part of that drinking team, Shotgun Shabo himself. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. What about you, boys? We're good, man. Hey, th- so I'm going to go ahead. I don't think that that, that introduction had quite <laughs> enough oomph for the man that we have on the line today. Like, this is a special day. We've got Vive Blood Orange up here. We're, 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 we're shot out of a cannon. So I'm going to go ahead and give you what a Shotgun Shabo introduction should sound like. <clears throat> now introduce. I feel like we should get like the uh, the, the Bulls music, like that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> now introducing from Bowling Green, Kentucky, a guy who I've never seen, who I think is a couple hundred pounds and about six foot tall. The undisputed, irrefuted, pound for pound, ounce for ounce, greatest shotgunner in the world, holder of the unified belt, and one shotgunner to rule them all. Each shotgun to and through his throat like water off a hog's back and shit through a duck's ass. The one and only <laughs> Shotgun Shabo. That's right. You ain't having fun with Shotgun One, boys. That's what I'm talking about right there. Go ahead, Center One Tech. All right, Shot. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about, um, well, just tell us about who, who you are, man. I mean, we, we've seen your Instagram. Um, I mean, are you are you from this planet? Do you have a day job? <laughs> kind of give us a little bit about who Shotgun Shabo is and what you stand for. Yeah, I actually do have a day job. Uh, yeah, uh, I farm. I have a cattle farm in Allen County, Kentucky, but I also work here at the hospital in Bowling Green, Kentucky at Med Center Health. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And then, you know, you got to get them shotguns down every day, boy. You at least got to get that cold beer in. You know what I mean? I, show enough I do. You're changing my vernacular. By the way, so you work at a hospital. How often do you administer a shotgun of beer to people who are critically ill to kind of to cheer up their spirits? That's right. You go ahead and shotgun you a 12. I prescribe a 12-ounce can of Colorado Kool-Aid to anybody who feels ill. Hey, shotgun a day, keep a doctor away. (laughs) Shabo, I I, I have to ask because I I watch, like, professional eaters, and I always wonder, what is is the life expectancy of a shotgunning champion? The life expectancy of a – well, I reckon I'll live to be about 102. Love it. Yep. Yep, absolutely, and that's 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 one year for every shotgun a day, right? That's one year for every every shotgun that you have per day. So, one hundred and two. Oh Lord, if they gave me a year every time I shotgun the beer, I ain't never. Shay, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I, I watch your uh, I watch all your Instagram stuff. I follow you on Instagram. Usually, right before your shotgun, you have the saying "Raise hell, praise Dale, and inhale." Where does that come from? Okay, so I mean, we're so on. Tony, so, that's your buddy. So we're no, I'm buddies with Earnhardt Jr. You're talking about Earnhardt Senior, then the Intimidator. I'm talking about I'm talking about Earnhardt Senior. That's right. Yes, Earnhardt sir. Senior. Okay, I I've got not, you. I've not seen love. Hey, hey, it's funny. Uh, so my cousin told me the other day. He said, "Hot damn son, them shirts are badass." He said. Arnhart was the intimidator out on the track, but when you shotgun beer, all these other sons of bitches looking at you like the intimidator of drinking beer. <laughs> I've never seen Love and Tony Pike's eyes since the first time he saw Mayor or the first time he picked up a football. Right now, you've got this guy smitten up here. He's oh, yeah. from Redding, Ohio, which is a lot, I, I, I think, is kind of in its own pocket of the universe, a lot like it sounds like Bowling Green, Kentucky. And this guy, I mean, I think he's found love. I think Tony Pike is in love. Let me tell you, Redding, Ohio was once in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most bars per square capita in the United States. We, much like you and Redding, we know how to drink a couple beers. What's that, one bar? Because you got like nine people? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so how long have you been drinking beer, Shabo? Where, where, does, where does the whole, where does your uh, love for, so for you shotgun come from? You want to know where they, so you want to know 
want to know where shotgun Shabo originated from. Yeah, where did you learn how to well, shotgun? If y'all, didn't know, if, y'all, well, if y'all didn't know, I was actually on Redneck Island with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, now another another way to oh my, my God, Stone Cold and, and Earnhardt. Yeah. These are two things I can talk about. And were you shotgun right. Shabo on that show? Yes, I was shotgun Shabo on that show. Shabo, Shabo originated actually. My dad passed away when I was uh, eight years old, and uh, he always called me his little Shabo. And I'd run to the fridge, him and uh, my family and my uncles, stuff like that. We'd all play horseshoes, grill out. And he'd be like, hey, Shabo, go grab Daddy Bear. And I'd go grab Daddy Bear, and they'd sit there and drink beer and stuff like that. But after Dad passed away, uh, my papa raised me out there at the farm and stuff like that. But then where the shotgunning come in at, this is no joke. Y'all going to crack the hell up with this shit. This is no shit. Me and my cousin Aaron, all right, we sitting there and went to a party one night, and we had $20 left our name. All right, we had 60 bucks. Put 20 in gas. That's a good night at Augie's. Yeah, go ahead. And 20 and 20 on food. Well, hell, far we got to this damn party, and there's these fellers over yonder uh, putting money in a hat. And they were sitting there shotgunning bears. And whoever shotgunned quickest get the money out of the hat. And I looked there, and I said, well, I've been some bitch. Aaron, I think I can do that. Give me that money. Give me that money. He said, dude, this is our last one. I said, the hell with it. Give me the damn money. I think I can beat them. Well, I go over to these college boys. I'm a, I think a junior. I think I'm like 17 years old. I go over there and they's like, what are you doing? I said, here's my money. Show me how to do this. They said, all right, well, here you go, son. You sit here and make a hole. And when we say go, you pop the top and you swirl that some bitch down. Well, hell, far. I said, all right, well, I sat there and got ready. They said, go. I shotgun mine, crushed my can and dropped my can. And boys, you thought, you thought they'd seen a damn ghost. <laughs> They was like, there's no way in freaking hell this son of a bitch just drank it. Well, or uh, Josh bent down, he grabbed that damn can, picked it up, turned it upside down, and just a little foam come out, and he said, he said, he said, to hell with this shit. <laughs> give him the damn money and all. <laughs> just give him the money. And we walked out, we walked out with like 120 bucks that night. Wow. But, hey, and the legend was born. Matter, we sat there, kept on, we kept on throwing money in the hat. I might, I might have had to, uh, uh, do the watermelon crawl back to the truck, <laughs> but hell, far it was well worth it. Oh I've my god! It's like it's it's I, and and I thought before that you were the American dream. Now that I knew that the shotgun Shabo story is born from American capitalism and a desire to just take a full hat full of cash just by just destroying somebody's life with a shotgun. Now I know that you truly are the American dream. Well, I, and, and, hey, and this, hey, and these, hey, I got, to, I got to drink it on this vibe over here, and I tell you what, that's one way to start the morning. If you want to come alive, hey, if you want to come alive, you drink a vibe. Amen. <laughs> love it. Amen. And we got, I thought we had the marketing guy for vibe up here. <laughs> I, I just wrote that down. I love it. Shotgun Shabo, he just made himself some uh, royalty cash that's off the uh, upcoming vibe heads. Already starting. Shabo, how? What on on a on a normal Saturday hey, night? Hey, I'm the guy. I'm the king of slogans. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> what's your normal Saturday consisting of? How many how many times are you shotgunning? Because I'm sure anyone that sees you now, that's what they're going to ask you to do. Well, at one point in time, at one point in time when I was uh, uh, 21, when I was on tour and stuff like that, uh, doing appearances for the Redneck Island stuff, I shotgunned a whole 18 pack within uh, hour and a half, two hours. Wow. That's a good clip. Well, and that ain't that ain't on that ain't on top of me just drinking casually drinking uh, some good old Colorado Kool Aid. Well, I, I I think you might be you might have uh, dove into a shot uh, a can of beer down there. It sounds like we had a little feedback. So what, what all good? Let me let me uh, give you a little bit. Of, let me learn you something. And I think that when it comes to shotgunning, you're gonna learn us and you're gonna learn us something here in a minute because I'm gonna ask you about what it means to to have a, a classic beer shotgun or or a vibe shotgun. But I want you to know the history of your craft. I did a lot of research on shotgunning and coming into this show, more, more so than I ever thought I would in my life. <laughs> he, he prepared more for this shotgunning segment than he does for most of his cases as I'm a pu- lawyer. I'm pumped, yeah, man. I, this, is, this is amazing to me. The, and I, I found out that there is actually a Mount Rushmore, okay, what I call the Mount Rushmore of shotgunning and the history of shotgunning. Sally Johnson, okay, there's four heads on the Mount Rushmore. Sally Johnson who is renowned, 1696, shotgunned the first ever shotgun. It was a cask 
of Porter that she also did on a bet. That's number one. Number two, a guy named Aaron Semmel, who shotgunned one beer a day for 365 days straight. I bet you anything you've done that and didn't even think twice about it. Number three, Tom Brady, okay, underrated shotgunner and beer chugger. He was, uh, so uh, Julian Edelman was quoted to say that they went to an offensive dinner in Rochester. They all were betting each other on chugging beers. Tom Brady sits on the sideline, pretty boy in them, and then they were talking trash to the guy. He comes in. He beat every single person on the offense, and it was so fast that he had both fists in the air before anybody else finished their beer. And number four, I'm saying it right now, Tony, Shotgun Shabo on the Mount Rushmore of shotgunning. 100%. The, the modern-day champion, the undisputed, no-one-else-on-earth-matters champion of shotgunning. Thoughts, Shabo? Hey, I'm down with it. I'm all about the red, white, and blue. Hey, you go ahead and do it. Shabo, i got to ask. I saw your last Instagram post, and you're asking your Instagram followers what video that they want to see next. My question to you, what is, what is the craziest shotgun you've gotten yourself into? Shotgun I've got myself into. Uh, well, if you go and look, it's probably, uh, I've got to say, doing that damn 40-ounce. Uh, no. 40-ounce. Doing, uh, doing that damn, uh, shit, what was that? It was a, uh, that 50-ounce chug. 50-ounce. 5-0 for everybody listening. 5-0-ounce chug. I don't even know, where do you find a 50-ounce beer? Is that, I didn't know it's a thing you could buy. Is that a new uh, product no, for Vive, a 50-ounce Vive? Pony cake. It turned, out, it turned out to be this big-ass mug that my brother and them bought for me as a gag gift, and I said, to hell with it. This is my new beer-drinking mug right here. So I took I took like five beer, five Colorado Kool-Aid and filled that son of a bitch up to the rim, and I was like, you know what? Let's see how fast we can get her down, raise up, raise down, and inhale. Gag's on you, buddy. That's right. They, hey, they, we, got, we, got it down, we got it down in like three four seconds. What's, so what, what's next then? Four. Yeah, three or four seconds. Three or four seconds. Have you not watched his videos? Three or four hold seconds. On, That's hold easy. On. Let me let me talk to let me talk to my man for one second because now now I'm interested because in my uh, research, Shabo, I was trying to figure out is there a world record world record for the fastest shotgun of a 12 ounce beer? I found a lot of trash out there. Okay, I found a lot of trash. There was a guy, yeah. the only recorded one I could, find, I could even find a true recording of was this guy named Willie Paul, and they said that he knifed a, uh, a Bud Light and chugged it and did a shotgun within 2.78 seconds. They sh- Shabo, they showed the damn shot, the, uh, the, 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 the watch, and it said three. It said three on the video. The other ones that were claiming to do it faster, they were, they, all the videos didn't even work. So I'm asking you, what's the, what's the fastest from you? You're saying you did 50 ounces in three seconds. That means you did 50 faster. It was about, it, it, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but, you know, it's somewhere between, like, five-second mark to three-second mark. On the on a 12-ounce or on a 50-ounce? 50-ounce. So where does that oh, – I, well, I, I could do a 12-ounce in, like, a second. In one second? Second, second and a half. Wow. Well, we, we might uh, – how does that – okay, so how does that translate to shotgunning seltzer? Because – the um, to me, I would well, think that seltzer, a twelve ounce seltzer, seltzer is a whole lot more bubblier. <laughs> a whole lot more bubblier, just like just like how I like my bass, a whole lot more bubblier. So, how, what does that mean? It's harder to get down then, right? More more uh, carbonation. It's more more carbonation. It fills your stomach, it expands your stomach a whole lot uh, faster, which therefore it makes it a whole lot harder to you know just chug it and get it down. So what would be what would be the world if we were trying to explore today the world record or if we wanted to set the world record today on the on shotgunning a a seltzer specifically a blood orange vibe a Hude juice vibe what I call by the way Cincinnati Kool Aid what would what would we call what would be shooting for for the world's fastest uh, vibe shotgun what would you be shooting for I'd be shooting for like two seconds mm. two seconds. I- I'd say prove it. Maybe even maybe even possibly faster. Just depends on how cold it is, boys. Well, let me ask you this: Are you within a proximity of? You just happen to be within a proximity of a vibe down there where we could put you to the test and see if you can actually knock out two seconds. Yeah. Well, mm. do you? Well, here's what we're gonna do then. Why don't we? I've got a, a timer up here. 
which, by the way, hitting the damn timer twice, I probably can't even do that in two seconds. But why don't we, if you can just, uh, in front of the phone or however you're going to do it, and we'll, we'll, probably, we'll try to get some footage of this, but let's get something recorded so the Willie P's of the world can be quiet and just you know bow down to the king. Why don't we have you do a, a shotgun of a vibe right now? Was that a pop-top that I just heard? What was that? Do what? Well, why don't you go ahead and pop-top and shotgun that thing for us on the air? Let's do yeah, it. just okay. when we hear the crack, we're going to time it. Oh, you mean you want me to crack it? And I'll, it? I'll say go, and then you do what you do. You ready? Three, yeah. two, one, crack it. And? There it is. Done! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've got you down for 2.68 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you down for 2.68, but that's that's got to be user error on the clock. So we we might have to uh, to reaffirm that at some point. But I've got you down officially, from what my research tells yeah. me, the world's fastest ever. I got another one right here. If you want that real quick. Let's double yep, down. Throw Let's it go. in. Do, Why not? Two barrel shotgun. Let's Second go. Boys, <laughs> ready? Uh, yep. Three, two, one, go. Crack. Gone. There it is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Beautiful job. Beautiful. Well done. Standing ovation here in the studio. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what. what, Real quick, before before we let you go, what's next? Moonshine? Whiskey? Where are we at? Do what? What, what, What's going to be next? This this next Instagram video we see, we we looking at moonshine, whiskey. Where are we going? Are from we going to see a booze zuka instead of a shotgun? Or am I going to see a booze zuka where you're shotgun and liquor? I don't want to kill you. I don't want to put you in your own hospital. But are, are we going to see something like that? Well, I'm actually thinking about doing a 32 ounce bottle Modelo. See how fast we can do that. A, a glass bottle? A glass bottle. It's see through. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna snorkel it. I'm gonna funnel it. Not funnel it, but you know what I mean, where you put yeah, the straw yeah. in it, shotgun it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say unbelievable, and we're going to look out for that on Instagram. Shotgun, I, I know, we want to keep you on the – we're going to end this segment right now. Are you able to hang around to – got a couple unwritten laws of shotgunning, and I think that just a couple of them, I want you to hang out for a couple minutes. Are you good to do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen – we uh so again everybody we're here on the Ilgonimus Radio. We just heard the one and only Shotgun Shabo, irrefutable on Instagram at Shotgun Shabo at Shotgun Shabo. Also, we didn't even get into the whole team, but also check out at the 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 at official USA drinking team, which is the only drinking team that 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 bleeds America. It's the only one that that uh that I give a damn about in this country. The real the only hey, the real team that cares about our veterans, cares about our followers, and cares about anybody who loves drinking beer. Show enough. Show enough. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hang out with Mitch and with Shabo on the other side. Well, we're gonna get into some quick hits, some illegal or legal on the uh, unwritten laws of drinking. Shabo, thank you, my man. We'll see you here in a second. All right. Appreciate it, guys. There you have it, right back after this. Segment three, the Legonomist coming at you with unwritten laws of drinking. Drink Vive Blood Orange and win Bengals tickets. Enter the Vive Hard Seltzer Tailgate Sweepstakes by tagging Vive Hard Seltzer in a photo with your favorite Vive flavor and use the hashtag ViveTailgate for your chance to win. Don't miss out on the ultimate tailgate experience from Vive Hard Seltzer. Official hard seltzer of the Cincinnati Bengals. Please drink responsibly. Are you looking to produce your own podcast? ESP Media has state-of-the-art audio and video production studios available for you. Our studio rental rates are the most competitive Contact us today at sales at ESPMediaSN.com. Welcome back. Segment 3 of The Legonomist. That's A full show today. We're joined by Mitch Barnhill. It's your Head of podcast. marketing for we Braxton. We're talking Vive. We're talking Blood Orange. We're also joined by an integral member of the USA drinking team, the official USA drinking team, none other, who's going to be in town this weekend, Shotgun Shabo himself, joining Brett and I on the Legonomist. Wow. It's unbelievable to be here. We actually, it's like, um, it's like the Legonomist 2.0, now with actual segments and content. It's very exciting today. And... 
drinking and during drinking. the show. And it's light enough in the morning where it actually looks like from the camera that the light's out and we're not drinking at 10 a.m., which is great, too. Um, all right, so we, like we always like to do, we're going to get a little bit into the unwritten laws here because the Legonymous Nation out there, Shabo and Mitch, what they really tune in for is they want to understand what are those unwritten laws, what are the remedies, what are the rules that we all need to live by when it comes to drinking. I want to start with Shabo, okay? Shabo, we talked a lot about um, your history, a lot there. We did a shotgun I want to know from you, as somebody who is, who, when I was in college, I considered myself a great drinker. I'm now 33, coming on 34 years old, and I, and I feel as though that my, my better drinking days are behind me. But if I wanted to re-fire it up, if I was inspired today and wanted to become a shotgun, not a champion on your level, but somebody who recreationally can shotgun great. You know, if me and my wife were at dinner at Applebee's, and I'm like, babe, let's just shotgun a couple couple beers I want to be able to at least beat her. What are the unwritten laws of being a great shotgun artist? What What are the laws of a great shotgun? Well, I'll tell you this right now, boys. If you want to come alive, you drink a vibe and shotgun one. <laughs> All right. Very ap- apropos. But I'm just saying generally, talk to me about – well, first of all, talk to me about the, the preparation, okay? Tony brought well, up Kobe. Pre- well, the, pre- well, the preparation of shotgun of beer, the key to it is is making sure that you're able to drink the beer as quickly and as quickly as possibly as you can. And you got to make sure the uh, beverage is actually ice cold. It's got to be ice cold. It's the only way it goes down because if you sit there and you have a hot beer, what it does is it, it like causes it to foam, causes it to, uh, other words, make it foam and bubble up real bad in your stomach. But when it's ice cold, it goes straight down, boy, and no carbonation. No nothing. Wow. And another key, and another key to it is, if you want to break it down to an actual science, when you breathe in and you breathe out, there's actually a flap with inside your esophagus, all right, that cuts cuts the airway off to your lungs. It goes straight down to your stomach. So if you take a deep breath in, that flap's still open to your lungs, and you know you get a bunch of people sitting there coughing, puking, whatever. But if you take a deep breath out and then you shotgun your beard, it goes straight down to your stomach, boy. And I'm telling you what. It's a good feeling. Unbelievable. There's, hey, a, there's an actual science behind this. This is the, the medical professional Shabo. It's it's not at Shotgun Shabo. It's also at the medical professional Shabo, who, who you can find at a, a local hospital in Bowling Green. By the way, uh, Shabo, the, uh, I'm cracking my second. You just heard me crack my second blood orange vibe because listening to you makes me want to drink more beers, my friend, even in the morning. But let's let's talk a little bit about um, the foam, right? So you, t- you laid out the science of a shotgun. What are the unwritten laws of, I remember back in the day, foam was a big deal when it came to shotgunning. What is an acceptable level of foam at the end of it? Because I've seen a lot of these videos where you see guys who claim to put it down in a couple seconds, then you see the bottom of their can and there's foam pouring out of it. What are your thoughts on what what needs to, you know, is that acceptable if there's foam that comes out at the end? Well, well, you can't get all the foam out of the can. I mean, just a little bit because when you make a shotgun, oh, you know how you got your can curved at the bottom of it. It's always going to trap a little bit of foam in there. But, you know, these boys pouring out half of beers, quarter beers and stuff like that and claiming that it's foam, that's complete and utter BS. Yep. You yep. know, you could look at mine. I crush my can. I turn it upside down. I got just a little bit coming out. I mean, you, that's how it goes. Just but to let them know it's there. This other stuff. Just to let them know it's real beer, right? Because a guy who's as fast as you, when you're putting it down in a second or two, there's probably guys who think the damn can is empty. So to have a little bit of remnants is actually a good thing. It proves that you actually had something in there that was so fast. That's right. And that uh, when I do my videos and stuff like that, and you see me shotgun, you see me make my hole, and I put it up to the camera, and you can actually see that it's full of beer. All right. So also, we brought up the... Um, the idea of comparing you to uh, to Kobayashi and these uh, you know Joey Chestnuts of the world. One of their rules is you absolutely cannot vomit within a certain period of time, uh, lest your score be taken off the board. What's the unwritten law on how long you know if somebody's shotgunning six or seven beers and they happen to uh, have a little situation where they puke within let's say five or ten minutes? Is that a disqualifying factor or is that still good in your book? I've I've actually I've actually come on situations where I sit there and you know shotgun like six seven beers back to back and I find myself uh, puking right afterwards. But you know if you sit there and shotgun a bunch of beers back to back, well it just comes to an 
utter science that your stomach's saying, hey, we need to get this out of there or else you're going to be in extreme agonizing pain. You heard it, you heard it first. Go ahead. Yep. Just like uh, if you see some of my videos, some of the bloopers after them videos, you see me walking around, burping, jumping up and down, trying to get that air out of my stomach. And I'm just like, dude, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, you speak real quick. You speak of the videos. You got fifty five thousand, over fifty five thousand followers on Instagram. You're a member of the USA Drinking Team that's getting up there close to five hundred thousand followers. How do you? How does one join the USA Drinking Team? What are the rules? How what do are, I apply? What are the rules? How do I apply? Tony and I want to apply. <clears throat> well, the uttermost uh, important part is you got to be a patriot. You got to love the USA. You got to like guns, and most of all, you got to like drinking beer. Check. I'm in. Basically, so anybody right. who lives right now in Reading, Ohio, I yes. hope you're listening because there's, there's about to be a flood of applications that come out of uh, the, we, we the Reading Lachlan split. We got to get shotgun to Augie's when he comes to Cincinnati, and we're going to join. That's right. well, I'll be up. I'll be up in Cincinnati this Saturday. Uh, Saturday morning, boys. Well, hey, we're, we need we need to get together. We're going to collaborate. We're going to see if Brett and I can join the uh, the USA drinking team. Be honorary <laughs> members at least. I'm sure we can actually figure something out and get you boys a part of it. Well, listen, man, if you ever need a drinking team consigliere, there's at least one of the two of us that have a license to practice law and an unwritten license to drink now thanks to you, my friend. We're going to let you go, and we're going to focus here on my guy up here, Mitch from Braxton and Vive. But I want to thank you, Shabo, for being you, and and I want to just say God bless America for everything we just heard here today. That's right. Get a good, solid America in, boys. America, baby. Raise hell, praise Dale, inhale. Love it. Amen. Thank right. you, Ray Shabo. Dale, praise Dale, and inhale. Thank you, Shabo. Okay, so now we're going to kick it over to uh, – so, Mitch, now you're back on the clock here, my friend. I don't know and, how you follow that up. <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to let Shabo go first because we wanted you to just feel an unbelievable level of pressure to pick your game up. There, I'm looking at about – I don't know about pressure anymore. They just got, Vibe's got a new slogan. I know. I mean, I think that Mitch – It's a win-win for me right I know. Yeah. yeah. Mitch should just pick up his Vibes and walk out just a champion, just like Tom Brady. Yeah. Two fists He's above the air. Unbelievable. He's already won. You also could just shotgun 12 of the, the Vibes that we have left here. You know? It's now 10.45. I mean, I think it's we're getting into appropriate time periods. Yeah. So speaking of uh, of time periods and, uh, and and scenarios in which you know there's certain things that I want to explore with you, Mitch. You're a marketing guy. You've got a creative mind. You know, there's some very serious unwritten laws out there that Tony Pike will will have to endure here pretty soon. He's coming up on his his future nuptials. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. I want your yeah. thoughts on a couple Congrats. of unwritten laws. I'm a married guy. Okay. And. Um, you know, when it comes to your own wedding, there's a couple things that I want to get clear here, just generally, for our audience. Illegal or legal, okay? That's what we're going to go with. What is the men, what's the maximum BAC, okay? So that is um, what I call an OVI, offering vows while intoxicated. What is the maximum BAC that Tony should be at at his actual ceremony? Are you allowed to be drunk at your own wedding? I'm going to say legal. You can be drunk. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to remember it, though. There you go. And that's, uh, I think that's different for everyone. So, um, it's a fine line. That's <laughs> an interesting point. <laughs> where's, your, where's your BAC when you can remember? Ooh. Right? No, no browning out. No blacking out. Yep. Okay. Inter- it, interesting point because, um, and I will say as a guy who's been married, I, you know, I promised myself coming into this, I was like, Brett, you're not going to talk about Danielle. You're not going to get yourself in trouble again. But I will say this. We had a good time at my wedding. Mm-hmm. We actually went on a bar crawl for our photos, okay, before the ceremony, okay, okay. which is kind of a which is kind of an insane move. Yeah. But it gives me some plausible deniability for the fact because my wife signed off on it, the fact that at the ceremony itself, I was so loose, we'll call mm-hmm. it loose, that okay. we I had a mic on and the raw footage of my wedding is so vulgar. Okay. Just based on what I was saying under my breath, joking around during the wedding. That my mother-in-law has never seen it, and I've essentially pretended like it, it was burned up in a, in, a di- in a digital fire, yeah. and it never exists. So I will Did say this. Did you do your own vows? No. See, that's the thing, though. If you get to a point where you're intoxicated, do you remember the vows? Yeah. I remember my vows very well, <laughs> till death do us part. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. But I will say this. So Mitch makes a great point. One thing I will say is a law, legal to drink. Mm-hmm. 
But I've seen some dudes who are at a level where there's no chance they remember their wedding day. And when your girl, when Mayor asks you in five years, what was your fate? You know, oh, my God, weren't those, you know, wasn't the uh, the flowers at our wedding, yeah. weren't they so phenomenal? And you're just like, yeah, you know, they, you know beautiful. You know, you have no right. clue what she's talking about. That's I, a problem. I mean, I guess you do pay a photographer a lot of money so that, you know, you can have them remember it for you. Exception See? to the rule. My man I, right I would here. say that would be the one, if you got a really strong photographer. Exception to the rule. Now, I've helped myself. Okay. Because we're doing a uh, a noon, an afternoon wedding. And then we're having the reception pretty much an all day. So instead of a reception hall, it's like an open house. You come from four, you come to from ten, four to ten. If you want to come for a half hour, if you want to come for six hours, you come for six hours. So it's more of an open house feel. So my thought, wedding early, professional, giving it everything I got. Right. Four Game to time. ten. Ooh. Watch out. I love the idea of open house. It's like people are just just see me. Yeah. Just come here and just, just well, take me in. Well, there's so and we, we spoke about this. There's so much at weddings where it's like you you hear people walking around the bride and groom and, and you're talking to them like, Oh, we gotta go to the next table and say hi. Oh, we gotta do this and we gotta get this in and this time. We have no time frame. Oh my God. Listen. But, but you bring up an interesting point to not be intoxicated at the ceremony. That also goes a long way into what you're doing. The night before the wedding. Well, let's also talk, so real quick, and I do want to get, there's a motion that I want to file here before we get into our trial, very quickly, but I will say this, for Mitch, bachelor party, night before wedding, legal or illegal if your boys are from out of town? Can you have a rehearsal dinner and or a bachelor party night before wedding, or is showing up hungover too much of a risk? (laughs) So what I would say is... Bachelor party the night before, no go. Al, no go. Your bachelor party, you need to yes. go away somewhere. You can drive, that's fine, but yep. it needs to be far enough away that you can still have some fun. Yes. Uh, and hung- Tony had his in downtown Cincinnati, so yeah, already in breach. Hungover, <laughs> I think, is fine because you're getting it out of the way. You're getting the mm. hangover for your weekend out of the way, See? and then you're good to go the rest of your wedding night. I True. Think, I think I like you, you're just getting it out of the way. You're giving the guy too much permission. I'm going to give you some quick, hit, quick hits, illegal or legal, okay? This guy had himself bachelor party last weekend where he had a thousand he had a thousand dollars worth of Pappy Van Winkle put in front of him. Okay, a thousand a thousand dollars worth. Not Inc- by my choice. I showed up and it was there. Much okay. like much like many bachelor parties, I've never drank things pappies. are bought for him. Which actually brings me to my point. He's got a twenty three year Pappy on his dais of alcohol, and didn't offer a sip a sip to anybody who else was there. I was sitting there like Oliver Twist at the gates, waiting for a crust of bread. This guy doesn't even get me a sip of pappy. Legal or illegal? So what I would say is it's his day. Thank you. Oh, it's God. his day, but illegal. You got to share that. But, Amen. But it's not like, it was, it, it's not like it, was a, a full, it was a flight. Okay, okay. So these are small pours of five different pappies. You know what? I wish you would have taken a flight to somewhere else, <laughs> and then I would drink your pappy. Number two, what we call barbacks evasion. Okay, oh. you've seen this. Speaking oh. of reciprocation, saw a lot of this on Saturday. Yeah. You buy your boy a drink, and he never, he evades buying you back at the bar. Legal or illegal? Oh, that's illegal. Yeah, you got to, I mean, what's wrong with getting another drink, right? Yeah. You might as well repay the favor I get have another a, drink. I have, a, I have a story, and I won't mention names because I'm not going to put someone on, on blast here for, for being a little bit of a tightwad. Uh, but anyone that listens to this that was there that night will know. And he knows he's guilty of it. Uh, a bar in Reading used to be called Hoops. Wednesday nights they would do dollar Bud Light cans. Dollar Bud Lights. Me and five it's other friends. It's a classy joint for Reading. Yeah. Me and five other friends meet down there. A buddy of mine that plays in the National Football League meets us down there. So my buddies go around. Casual, I, yeah. I buy around seven dollars. My buddy <laughs> buys around seven dollars. Other buddy seven dollars. The said player in the NFL, as we're all talking, goes up to the bar and gets himself a beer. Wow! Wow! One dollar buys himself a one. This is an NFL player who ostensibly has some cash. NFL player. He's Must been, have been in the a hard for a while. Right. I heard they make some money, yeah. So I wanna, I wanna, we, we're we're running low on time, and and we're gonna we're gonna kind of follow up with some Instagram stuff that you guys can check out at Legonomous. But I do want to also um, file a motion, okay? Because I feel very strongly today. I am a a seasoned, okay. Well, I mean, before that, do we? I mean, do you have any unwritten laws? Well, yourself? yeah. What are the unwritten laws that you have of drinking? You got anything? I know you've come with something. And this, by the way, 
Mitch Barnhill. It's at Mitch Barnhill on that, Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Yep. yep. Also, follow. also at at Vive Seltzer. At Vive Seltzer at Braxton Bruco. Yeah. Yep, and at Braxton Bruco. I want to see what he came with. What do you have? You got some unwritten laws for us? Some well, Tulo. <laughs> as as someone who works for a brewery, I was the the unwritten law that I was going to bring is, you know, because we're around beer all day. Mm-hmm. We have fifty taps at the brewery that that I work at. It was going to be to pace yourself, and then we talked to. Uh, Shotgun Shabo. So, uh, <laughs> relative that, pacing that might, that might go out the door, out the window. But um, that that was the. It's it's all about uh, finding the drink you like and ramping up towards the, towards the uh, towards the big one. So, but I'll start with a vibe. I'll okay. head towards a week. Which, by the way, but that's interesting because we had this discussion at my bachelor party because I get handed this uh, flight of Pappy's bourbon. I've never had Pappy's, and my question was. Okay, I know the 23 is like the holy grail over here. Do I drink that first? Do I drink it second? Because what if by the time I get there, I don't even remember tasting it? Which is a very hard thing to, to deal with. But to that point, you know, you, you have to be, and you made the point of, about going into the stadium and wanting to enjoy the whole game. A lot of people don't enjoy the whole game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are so intoxicated that they don't remember the second quarter. We have a seasoned vet right here saying to pace yourself. And we have a seasoned litigator who wants to formally file a motion for reconsideration of Mo Eggers' BS verdict last week. So if you listened to us last week, we did the unwritten laws of being a sports fan. And at the end, we actually talked about whether or not it was illegal or legal for a dude to drink a seltzer, any seltzer, at a Bengals game. Mo, for BS reasons, number his real. I, lift, I listened to it back, two reasons. Okay. His reasons were number one, he it was about the can. Okay, the he can? thought he thought the can was a distraction. Which which to their credit, Vive has taken that out of the equation right now. Yes, and number two, he said that quote, I don't want there to be a story about my drink. Okay, I don't yeah. want there to be a lot of discussion about my drink. Well, he meant well, when he got when he's going to his seat, he didn't want people asking what flavor you drink in. He that said type he of, said, he said you know what people don't ask questions about Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm here today to file a motion to reconsider that verdict based upon the evidence put into the record today. Okay, okay. We heard Mitch talk about, again, the fact that you want to get ramped up to the end of the fourth quarter. Great, great point. Also, we heard Shotgun Shabo, who said that this is the who day, game day, if you want to stay alive, vibe. I would say to Mo Egger today, and I'm going to ask you to consent to this exception, mm. I'm okay Okay, with any other brand being excluded from a game day. But I'm filing a motion for an exception here to the verdict that says, because I want people to tell the story of Vive, mm. because it's the Who Day Blood Orange, because it's my fanaticism in a can, because Shotgun Shabo called it the Cincinnati Kool-Aid, that the Vive Blood Orange Who Day Game Day Seltzer be an exception to last week's verdict. Will you consent? I'll allow it to be a con- I'll allow it to be an exception. I will not allow you to take any credit for a win. <laughs> That's good enough so for me. I'll I'll take the exception as long as I'm still one to know. That's good. So because I'm about to go two and zero here in a couple minutes. All right. So with that, we're gonna we're gonna do our trial here on the other side. We're gonna talk about uh, whether or not Tony's decision to not allow children under the age of 18 to participate in his open house is legal or illegal. Look out for that in about two seconds. I'm going one-on-one on this guy. Vive Heart Seltzer is calling an audible. Introducing the Vive Tailgate Variety, featuring four all-new flavors, peach, cherry, black raspberry, and blood orange. Grab a pack at your local retailer and stock your coolers this football season with Vive Hard Seltzer, official hard seltzer of the Cincinnati Bengals. Please drink responsibly. All right, everybody, we're on the the, uh, the last and, and most exciting. I know Shotgun Shabo was exciting, but I'm going to show you guys how to go uh, one-in-one and do some real lawyering here. It's just I, nice that we're in the fourth segment instead of the first segment like I know. our first episode. An hour and a half first segment like last week. No, no, no. So we're going to do like we always like to do on The Legonomist. We pick one topic and we do an actual a little mini trial out of it. And today we're going to do a trial on the fact that my esteemed co-host here, Mr. Pike, has decided to exclude a protected class of individuals from his yes, kids, yes, kids from his reception. So I'll go ahead and get started. Okay, Mitch is going to be our host, and I'm going to go one and one. Okay, as we do. Before in the we law- start, has there been any influencing at all? 
Has, has there been any talks before this of what he's about to, to tell you, Mitch? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, I just want to make sure because no. I wouldn't put it past the West Side. Or oh, wow. Clean, and clean, and clean, last yeah. week, the judge was a guy that you talked to literally for seven hours a day named Mo Egger. Okay. And we've got recorded proof of that. <laughs> okay. Don't you blue chew me, my friend. All right. Your honors, may it please the court. Okay. Opposing counsel will tell you that young children at his reception is a breach of his guest's quiet alcohol abuse and enjoyment. It's not a breach of his guest's right, but the breach of the children who are excluded and the protected class of their parents. I'm here to motion the court for an order stating that precluding any age age group to participate in a drunken event, most importantly, your reception, is a violation of the equal protection and a discrimination against those individuals under the unwritten constitution of the Laganimous Nation. I'm doing this for three reasons. Number one, let's think about the parents of those kids, okay? Let's think about the parents who spend all, who have kids, okay? Is that such a crime, Tony, to have children? They are a protected cast, and all they want to do is once in their life get out and have a good time. These are the people, these are the exact people that you want at your reception. Okay, now I'm looking to Mitch, our esteemed uh, judge here. These are the people that you want at your reception. They're bringing the most heat because they get out the least often. To drink or not to drink? That is the question that not you, not I, not this esteemed panel can answer, only those parents. Let's also talk about the fact that it's not enforceable. How do you determine at what age somebody can or cannot come? Is it at 15? Is it a baby? Is it a toddler? If you walk, you can come. If you have to be held, you can't. We don't know. Anybody who knows constitutional law, the unwritten constitution knows, when you've got a law that is unenforceably vague, you've got to knock it out. If we're talking about 12-year-olds to 21-year-olds, just people who, who can't legally drink, I would submit to you, Your Honor, I believe the children are our future. Treat them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty of being drunk inside. Show them what it means to be a great partier. If you want to know about a 12-year-old kid who learned how to drink at a reception, look no farther than right here. My first beer was on my Uncle Mark's riverboat reception cruise. Mm. I snuck a Miller Lite, okay? I know we can't say that here, but I snuck a pre-vive. <laughs> and I had that first beer not occurred. Would I have saved myself some, from some issues? Sure. But all the good, the bad, the indifferent that has led from that first beer made me the man that I am today. And it was all due to the wisdom and courage of my Uncle Mark, who allowed me as a 12-year-old to come on his riverboat reception cruise And I invite this court to join me and have wisdom and courage and allow all those 12-year-olds out there to not only have themselves a good time and be at a wedding reception and learn how to drink, but learn how to lead us someday in the future. Thank you, Your Honor. Wow. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, I just want to say how much I've enjoyed this blood orange here today, Your Honor. Uh, I'm not going to come at you with big words. I'm not going to come at you with... With law and, and all this jargon that, that people don't understand, but Brett tries to intimidate you with throwing out there. What I am going to talk to you about is a real person, and that's me. And, and through this real person, and we want to get into law, first of all, it is illegal for children under the age of 21 to drink. I'm having an open house ceremony. What if a 17-year-old's there and, and start to hit the bottle a little bit? Guess what? It's at my house. It's a neighborhood. Cops come. Cops come to my house. I got a 17-year-old drunk in the basement. That's on me. I'm taking myself out of the equation. Second of all, parents, they love their children, but they want time away from their children. Parents cannot come to a wedding reception where there's going to be live music, unlimited drinks, and just unwind to their full extent because they have the children crying. They have the children that are hungry. They have the children that it's their bedtime at 8 o'clock, and now instead of staying until 2 in the morning, guess what? That parent can't unwind, and he's got to go home. So you get the early bedtime where parents leave early. And not to mention, I don't want my kid exposed to the adult content that will happen at a reception like that. Cussing, language, maybe shirts coming off. It is going to be a part. It's a six-hour party on paper, let alone 12 hours in its, in, in, in its entirety. So I don't want kids to be exposed to that. There's plenty of family get-togethers. There's plenty of family parties. 
And the most important thing is there's no crying at the reception. Mm. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying. There's no crying at my wedding reception. That's all I got. All right, Mitch, the esteemed <sighs> Mitch. Honorable if I told you how good these blood oranges are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I will buy six more of those the pan- five uh, variety packs for the, Sunday. The panel has noted the, uh, oh, thank you. the how much you love. Thank you. Uh, wow, this is tough. Mm. So, uh, full disclosure, I don't have kids myself. Okay. Me either. Uh, yeah, either. Right? Yeah. Oh, none of us. That's I true. felt as though that we connected. We, that we know about. Yeah. yeah it's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, what I would say is I, I'm going to give this – to Brett. Boom! I'm giving it to Brett. So, what I would say is it under some very specific uh, Those are the big words. Rules. rules. Yeah. It's, some unwritten exceptions. I really here. love the big, the big words. They're great. Um, what I would say big is... words are great. <laughs> kids are allowed. If they start crying and making a fuss, they gotta leave. That's more booze for everybody else. Oh, Parents ooh. are gone. Okay. Two, two is if you bring the kid, uh, they need to be a part, you know, they're gonna be buying you a gift, right? Ooh. Instead of two people mm. going and buying you a gift, and they bring a kid, mm. remedies, a seventeen-year-old—that's three people now. Didn't so they're buying that. you a bigger Bing, bang, gift. Boom. That's a bigger a gift. A bed, right bath, there. and beyond bonanza. I'm thinking wow. beyond. Wow. Just the open house. Amen. So I, I, I'm giving this one to Brett. It's Thank one you. and one. As Shotgun Shabo would say, "Show enough. <laughs> Show enough. Show enough." That is our episode for this week. The unwritten laws of drinking. Want to thank, of course, Shotgun Shabo and the official. Team USA drinking team, as well as Mitch Barnhill, head of marketing at Braxton. You can find him on social media at Mitch Barnhill. That's all we got. If you have any appeals or yes. comments, let us know what you think. Let at, us know who wins the trial. At Legonomist, L E G A N O M I S T. Join the Legonomist Nation. Let us know if you have any comments, any appeals, any issues with the unwritten laws laid out today. That's it. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening in. Thank you all. Until next time.